Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. Awesome co-host Alan Witch is in the house already. How's it going, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. Having a blast. We're on a roll today. We're on our second of three podcasts today. We're having a great time. I love this. We had an amazing guest on, somebody completely new to to at least my world, and I'm really excited to hear what he's doing. Uh, Chris, how are you doing since last time I talked to you? Yeah, I'm doing really well, and uh, I'm excited about the guest as well because it's funny how the, the you know, it, it feels like the world's a little bit smaller, um, or at least we're able to access, you know, people in this large world if you want to look at it a different way and a, and a perspective. And uh, him and I just met, you know, really by chance, but um, uh, we connected. Uh, I said, I love what you're doing. Uh, let's get on, on the show. And and <laughs> I didn't even realize at the time he's an Australian, of course, <laughs> our shows are done on uh, Pacific Standard Time in, in the United States. So uh, what dedication and I want, you know, I want to make point of that because when he comes on he'll tell you exactly, uh, you know, what time it is in his world and, and, and his philosophy behind um, what he says, you know, seize the moments, and uh, I love that. But, Alan, let's bring him on because we're going to be zipping through this show with, uh, you know, some follow-up because, uh, you know, definitely it's not our, uh, our, our first or last time, uh, I should say, with, uh, with our guests. So let's do it. No, I want to stay dialed in. This is going to be fun. Mentally unbreakable, overcoming adversity, resilience. We're talking about somebody that is an endurance athlete, that has done some absolutely amazing things. And I'm just gonna rattle off real quick a few here. He's ran 40 endurance events in one year to raise awareness for cancer research. 60 kilometer ultra marathon on Mount Everest for cystic fibrosis. 24 hour, 120, 162 uh, kilometer in memory of a, an endurance athlete uh, that he knows. Uh, treadmill, 12 and 24 hour treadmill challenges. He's traveled all over the world. He's worked, he's done, he's been for a lot of other people and a lot of other events and a lot of other messages because of where he's come from and because of what he's overcome and because of the young man that he is. Tofi Evans, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. We love to have you. This is great. Thank you, lads. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and you can hear an accent. So listen, yes. we, were just, we were just talking about that a second ago. Uh, Tofi, 
you know, what time is it where you are right now? Uh, it just hit about quarter past three a.m. A.M. And and it's funny, folks. We didn't know that. <laughs> no. And Tofi, what did you tell us when you uh, when you told us the time? And, and, and just and by the way, it looks like uh, you know he he. It, it looks like he just got up at seven and he's looks ready to like go. Looks like he's you know. ready to roll. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no difference between time for this guy. So I, I, I'm really interested to dive into his perspective on time <laughs> because obviously he defies it, and uh, I love it. So, Tofi, what did you say to us when we just jumped on it? I love, you know, just your attitude around it. Yeah. So I remember we were talking about being on the podcast, and I thought, absolutely, <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to jump on. And then when the opportunity came and the times shown, I literally picked the earliest one. Uh, I usually like to do things like that to myself, put myself through simulated adversity where it's like, you know what, let's just do the toughest thing I can find. But even for podcasts, I thought, you know what, just get out of the way, then I can be awake. Um, I, at least I'll be awake to go to training straight afterwards, right? Um, and you know what would be my earliest podcast today, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so something I, I love it because we'll show up on your 2018 uh, challenges and, and adventures. Yeah. So we'll consider this an adventure. If you um, you know want to really jump in and, and as you're listening, uh, check out because we usually uh, tell you their websites. But you got to look at this as uh, yeah, if you as can, of course, if you're driving, then obviously keep your eyes on the road and listen. But uh, if you have an opportunity, go to uh, Tofi. DashEvans.com. That's T-O-F-E dash Evans E-V-A-N-S.com. And just check it out. And, and when you see the adventures, and that's why I'm bringing it up right now, it's, it's, you know, for insane. 2018 uh, is obviously not listed there yet because no. he's getting going. And obviously <laughs> there's probably things that either A, he's going to do, but B, he, you know, he's going to just show up with the attitude of, of, of being on, you know, like today. So we're January 25th. He's on at 3 a.m. and at the earliest podcast. So that's a new adventure. There you go. Got it all out of the way. <laughs> hey, Tofi, what is your backstory? Where do you come from? What led you to where you're at right now? Yeah, good question, man. I have quite an interesting story, which leads me into who I am today. A few years back, I was fine, and then I came across a bunch of setbacks in life. Um, that just co- that it was just life that got in the way, really, and I didn't know how to handle it. And I thought I was the kind of person that could. Next thing you know, I am just not knowing. No, I, like I didn't know how to deal with it. I, went, I was coping with the situations in probably not the best way, and then. Before I knew it, I was going through heavy depression, anxiety, and things just getting worse and worse, and they're just spiraling, and I didn't know how to get out of it. So what I when I look at it, it wasn't the situations. The, the incidents weren't as bad as I thought. Like, looking now, I've probably been through worse, especially with endurance-related stuff, but it's what I did with my thinking. It was I just put myself in that negative rabbit hole, and I couldn't get myself out. So I was digging, I was digging deeper, and I needed to do something quickly. Or else, um, suicide fell at the end. The answer, to be honest. Wow. And so from there, I like I went through eight months of misery, um, maybe long. Actually, it was probably longer than that. Um, and I couldn't. I'm looking through, like my perspective is looking through, the clarity of looking through a straw. That's what I feel like I was looking through. And wow. like, 
And it was just stuff going on with relationships, with business, with work, with everything else. Like, I just, one thing led to another, to another, to another. And I didn't know, like, the value of adverse. I do now. Um, it, it is my greatest tool. I just learned to embrace it now. But from there, I, I it, literally, I reached out for help. And, and it got to a point to realize why I wasn't happy. And at the point, at the time, I was because I was traveling and I was I was going backwards momentum in life with especially having no purpose in what I was doing. I thought, you know, I need to give myself some purpose, but I also focused on my health and made it my number one priority. And I I used to be 15 kilo or 33 pounds heavier, so that's like a suitcase worth of weight, right? So I needed to, yeah. So I had to. I just focused on my physical health. I actually had no idea what mental health was. I thought it was a term that everyone threw around. Turns out that uh, mental health is such a prevalent thing in the world these days. Um, just no one wants to talk about it. It's almost like it's taboo. So that's where I'm here for now. I'm that trying to be that male, especially the male influence, because a lot of guys try and bottle up stuff. And there's a lot of stigma. I'm all for stoicism and the philosophy behind it, but there is a lot of stoicism used in the wrong way where a lot of men have to tough it out. And mm-hmm. because right. whereas if any, like I say to all my male friends, it's like, if you guys need to cry, just cry because get it out of your system or else it's just that it, all right? those, yeah, the, or else it's just going to magnify and it's going to turn into this volcano that's going to erupt any minute where right. you implode. Um, so I got to a point where I was looking, I had to make health my number one priority because I was Googling, I was reading as many books as I can. And I'm like, at the fact that I actually reached out, that probably gave me a bit of impetus too. And it got to a point where, you know, as a guy, healthy called sport. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to do a sport. And I didn't, I was thinking about it. And it was really racking my brain because I remember in high school and I was always the guy that got picked last for every sport because my hand-eye coordination is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. And, uh, me too. <laughs> and I hated running as well. I didn't, wasn't really big much of a fan, but I was at a point where I thought, you know what, nothing could be worse than what I'm going through right now, so running isn't probably even that bad. So I said, I'll go for a jog while I think about it, and then the penny dropped, why don't I just take it up? I, um, then I was running, and I thought, I had this weird epiphany, why don't I just do a marathon? Because that way I'm training for something as opposed to working out. Right. Now I've got an actual goal in mind. So I did the marathon, and it was this weird realization doing the marathon, and I'm thinking, this is like life. I'm fine, and then I'm in a ditch going, how did I get in here, like metaphorically and mentally? And you're doing everything in your sheer will, your sheer will, sorry, to get out, and you're in tunnel vision, and you're just pushing through, and you get out of that mental block, and then you come across another one and another one. You you cross that finish line, and it's that, it's like during the race, you're like, why the hell did I sign up for this? But when you finish, you're like, What's, where's the next one? Because yeah. like, that is the greatest <laughs> feeling. sweet. Right. It is right, right. but That's in the race, down the wall for sure. That's right. Yeah, and then one thing led to another, and it's like I was at the fittest and the healthiest I've been in a long time. And I thought there's a cognitive bias that our brain goes through, and it's you use it or you lose it, and yep. you can use it, use these cognitive biases in the right way or the wrong way. And I was thought this is the I better just sign up for another race. That way I'm not, I've got something to train towards. One thing led to another, and then I ended up meeting up with a good close friend of mine, and then we we decided to just keep. I got him into running, and then we decided to do one event a month, 
and then this is 2015, and then at the end of 2015, we thought, let's keep doing what we're doing next year, for next year, but let's let's do it for a cause greater, greater than us, because we don't need the funds and awareness. If we're doing 13 events in one year, we, we had 13 lined up, and we try to make them of different calibers, then we'll get enough exposure to raise funds and awareness for someone else, and I'm sure that will feel kind of good. So as the year got on, the more people would find out about our story, and their first thought, their first every time, it's like they go, you boys should do this. And we thought, you know what, effort, let's do it. And we had 13 events, then it turned into 20, and then it turned into 25, and then it turned into 30, then it turned into 40. So we managed to triple the amount, and then the events, man, holy crap. It, it's, it started with marathons and then it went to ultra marathons like so anything more than a marathon plus distances so we're doing 50 milers then we're doing then we're doing um 24 hour treadmill challenges then there's back to back marathons same weekend everything and then we're doing as many obstacle course races so it's so multidisciplinary raised about 20,000 oh no actually more than 20,000 dollars for cancer research um and it was it was crazy you get it, you know like shit's getting real when you do it. You're on a treadmill sure. for 24 hours, and the next day at work, BBC World Radio London calls you, and they're like, "We were on a treadmill for 24 hours yesterday." <laughs> yeah, who is this? <laughs> it's like this right. is from London. And I was like, "How did you get my number from London?" But that's amazing. Yes, right, um, right. It it was insane. So we thought, that's... how about for next year? We 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 built so much momentum, and with our endurance alias, that it made sense to keep going to keep the momentum going, but. Because doing 40 events in one year is like, it's, to put that in perspective, that's doing more than one event every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, maybe we can, let's focus on quality, not quantity, and do 10 extreme events. But we didn't know which cause to do it to, but there was something about youth that really resonated with us. Like for someone who's only 26, or be 27 this year, still rather youthful. I look at you guys as youthful too. Like you guys are much older than me, but you like embrace your inner child, I can tell. You're these guys that <laughs> are like yes. just still striving, and oh yeah, you you and you want to invest your time into especially the youth because they're going to be your future leaders, creators, designers, For inventors sure. of the world, and kids are the most creative people, and we need oh, more creative, so. creative. Yeah, we need more. Yeah, absolutely, we need more. We absolutely. need to we need to celebrate that. Yeah, and we and, and we will talk about uh, just on that note, and and I mm-hmm. uh, just want to you know sort of interject at this point, you know, think bold, be bold, kids, and we're going to do mm-hmm. a lot more about that Ooh, this like year that. especially, and um, you know, Alan just throwing it out there, obviously, Tofi would be a great uh, oh, be you know advocate uh, for yep. some of those things that we're going to be doing. So Very we'll talk so. about that, uh, you know, and then we'll let the audience know more about that, just so you're listening in. This is you know, how conversations come up, but Tofi, uh, so where did it go from there, you know, and, uh, and by the way, that take as it? you're probably walking through, <laughs> you're seeing what I'm seeing, and uh, the journey is really well done and, and explained mm-hmm. on his uh, on his social media as well as his website, do check that out, yeah. uh, but continue on, I, I love this story, I just wanted to make sure that we put that out there, uh, and the beauty is, it's out there now, so yeah. we know how the universe works, <laughs> That's and right. things uh, will start, uh, you know, coming together. So there you go. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> so we we wanted to help youth, but we didn't know what youth we wanted to do. And we weren't gonna we we, we what were we gonna do? Bullied youth, kids with cancer, and we're like, you know what? Let's do something a little bit differently. How about each event correlates with the struggling cause? And all right, so we didn't know how many. We we thought, how about let's just actually stick to one event 
a month instead of, as opposed to doing what and we ended up doing about 15 events that year because we picked five quirky ones yeah. people are like you should do this and we thought all right we'll actually will because they're they're not going to it's not going to affect our schedule um we gave the first couple of months off because we wanted we needed a rest so we had 10 big events 10 big events so the big 10 little did we know there's like a college football um conference <laughs> called that but we don't have American football over here, so it's like, right. yeah. um, and we kicked it off the first event with a 24-hour run around a 400-meter track, and that was for a for a family that lost their dad. So you mentioned him before, wow. Craig Percival. Um, right. He was just a like a lovely guy. He's it was a like as well as a father figure, a husband. He did a lot for the community. Just wanted to give back to his family, and. So that was the first event, and that one taught me so much. Each event was just taught me so much valuable knowledge I've learned in in the most unconventional way. Um, right. Like the next event, I won't go through all the events, but I'll, I'll go through the the big ones, the big big ones. Um, ended up being part of a university study. Ended up ended up making my way through up the ladder to the head professor of one of our big universities here being a guinea pig for 48 hours, living in an altitude chamber for 48 hours and training 12 hours both days where it went towards youth mental health because this event, we're losing our mind. We're like glassed out in a, in a chamber um, and they're checking everything at three in the morning. They're testing out. Wow. It was like a psychology, a physiology experiment. You've got undergrad students. You've got PhD master students. You've got doctor students. You've got professors in there testing us wow. on everything. That's like astronaut and, training. Right. Oh, it was so amazing. <laughs> and it went, I've never been to university, but I'm the guy that's collaborating with them, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I love it. Perspect- that's called perspective, yeah. right? I mean, right 100%. there, for sure. I, like, yeah. I don't see myself ever getting a, a degree. I don't need to. But to right. be the guy that gets to be part of research to solve these big problems, then yeah. sign me up for that. Sure. So, and it was a cool, with that, the altitude lockup. It was a cool lead up with the next event. So my friend didn't join me on this one, but I was fortunate enough to run down Everest. I'm less than I think a hundred people <laughs> to run an ultra marathon. Um, incredible. Less people have done this. That's yeah, thank you. Incredible. And that was for cystic fibrosis, because I have a dear friend who has a daughter with CF, and I have a lot of friends right. actually. When something is locked into your reticular activity system, that's like your mm-hmm. lexicon. You, like you saying before, man, like because the universe has said it, now it's it probably may happen, or it, it, there's a good chance it there's one thing leads to another because it's constantly sure, sure. on your mind, it's in your subconscious. So before I know Absolutely. it, the more people I was talking to has a connection with CF, and it's incurable. And if if people that don't know what cystic fibrosis is, it's a multi-organ respiratory disease, and where it's hard to breathe. Every day, with if you've got cystic fibrosis, it's hard to breathe at high altitude. That's the synergy. So try to raise money for a, a cure, actually, because right, they're right. they're getting closer and closer with stem cell research and gene therapy. Um, where that was insane. Like I ended up doing some climbing too. We I climbed to about with my team. We climbed to about Camp Two, as high as Camp Two without any oxygen. 100% successful rate. That was amazing. And then wow. the race actually starts from base camp, um, and you run down. But if you're doing the ultra marathon, you end up running back up, which sucks. Because <laughs> it takes two weeks to get to the start line, and Jeez, it's such a dynamic. Cool. One of the marathoners died in our lodge before we even started. Really? Like three days out, yeah, because of high altitude. 
and she was a mountain runner, like things like that. It right, it just right. goes out of whack. Wow. But, but like it was a journey in itself, and it taught me that I can't. There was a lot of people pulling out because they would hear about this death. Yeah. Um, and but you can't let it get you. You have to always remember your reason why amidst the chaos. Um, and then as as we would continue on with these events. We were changing it up. We were doing 12-hour swims at one stage, and then we're doing double... Ma- like, that was for junior surf life-saving kids. Then we're doing... Uh, what was the other event? We're doing double marathons on stand-up paddleboards for youth adversity. Cause so where we're standing up for these kids, we're literally standing up. <laughs> um, right, right. And it's, it's I love things the again. themes, by the way. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, it's just the They're correlation... Literal. Uh, you know, just represents, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're literal and, and it just represents such a strong, um, you know, reason to rally behind that and, and, and good on you. I mean, good on you for having the courage, um, you know, through, and I, and I, I want to shift into some other parts of this because uh, you wrote a book as well and and definitely want to talk about that and you do some speaking and you um you know we want to hear about that because there's you know large contingency of our audience you know is looking for you know exactly uh you know speakers and so forth and so on so that's good and uh but i do want to uh you know acknowledge you for all of that and and standing up and and doing something and i and i love that you know vision thank you uh that you created and um good on you at at the age you are and you know we've had a a few young people on our show and and certainly more and, and and we're connected with more and more of them through our endeavors and and what i love about it the most is you know i've adopted the slight edge principle where I learn from everybody you know every opportunity is an opportunity to learn something wherever it is and you just mentioned chaos right and you know when you get a little older in life you start to realize that you know you you really want to just live authentic and help people and you know all the other things fall into place when you can manage that out and feel good about what you're doing and getting up and what I call playing the game you know and and why do we play games as you know as young as kids and 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 they enjoy it is because they have a lot of fun and I think life should be fun and it may sound sound a little uh, Pollyanna um, but you know there's a truth to that and we all look in the uh, the mirror every day and, and we want that for ourselves and then they let we let thinking get in the way and and that is a mental you know thing and 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 a health thing so you wrote a book interesting enough um you know around some of that and and share that a bit because i you know again these shows go so fast um i want to make sure we squeeze it enough and alan you know uh has a few questions of course as well but tell us a little bit about that yeah for sure i love the title by the way (laughs) the title is awesome you actually uh, touched on something which I talk about in the book. So I was, I actually say this at in the intro. Um, I think it's a question. It's like, Tove, how do I know your methods on practical resilience work? Um, well, I've collaborated on this with a doctor, someone who has a doctorate of psychology, someone that is also an ultra runner, so she knows me very well and why I do the things I do. Um, but she's a practice expert. She actually is like she is a clinical psychologist, so she's actually in the field. And she's been studying this for years and years. And we were awesome. talking about this, and we um, kids are always in present-focused living. They're just, just they're just being in the now. Nowadays, and I, like I have this quote, and it's sometimes we're so fixated on the past that we need to be fixated on the path because we're now we're, we're too busy thinking about the things we could have done, should have done, 
when we should be present focused hedonists as opposed to and as opposed to a present fatalist and that's where anxiety kicks in because we're always worrying but we just mm-hmm. need to kind of embrace mm-hmm. what's going on right now um it's that flow state that professor i think he's no he's not professor um mikhail cheeks at me high he's like a social uh, psychologist and it's just being like for me I like i like to meditate but the best meditation is just knowing what's going on like the fact that i can hear there's cars in the background i can just feel i can hit see like the shadow of the wind feel my asses on the seat things like that so and that's why i like trail running because the only thing i'm caring about is my foot placement so i don't roll my ankle mm-hmm. the last and and i think that helps because we live in such autonomy that we don't know we don't even remember driving to work because we've done it so many times we get to the end of the day and go where the hell did the day go so for the, about this book the reason why i wrote it um there's like i actually open up with this line with almost 130 million books published there really is a need for another book but the core reason i'm writing this is to get someone out of crisis or more importantly save someone from committing uh, from taking their own life right, um right. and the secondary reason was to cultivate the superhuman so for me i get called crazy superhuman all the time and i'm like i'm not I like I'm I was never even a runner to begin with. The thing is, I'm just an obsessed and curious person. That's all. And how I'm just trying to figure it. <laughs> to me, that. it's a win. I love it's a that win, too. Win. To me, it's a yeah. win-win because I get to push the limits to boundaries I never even thought were humans were possible to do. And secondary reason, because it's so novel, to, like like it's novelty to the to utmost. It catches people's attention. That when I can get people's attention, I can dedicate this to a cause greater than myself because there are actually people struggling in need um whether it's through awareness or awareness and funds depending depending on the situation because last year when we did 10 different causes that saturates the year where the year before because you got one cause it that's fine mm-hmm. to add more events then we thought you know what the first five are donation the last five just awareness only um so with the book it's the title is everyone has a plan until shit it's a fan because everyone has a plan when things go right <laughs> love no one has a plan title. when things but <laughs> and we and can no all one... relate to that yes, 100% 100% <laughs> and, and, and what a title to you know walk in you know and, and and see it or see it now when you're looking on for the audience uh, on Tofi's website uh, when you look at it you're like yep I get it you know and that's the beauty about it is you're like oh someone else does shit that hits the fan uh, I should pick this up because I want them to you know probably have a, a worse shittier fan than I have so I feel good about myself <laughs> that's it and that's perspective right there and I, there's a whole topic about perspective sure. in there sure. where the other thing is it's because in like I always use this uh, I use this analogy in the book like Seth Godin, he's an amazing guy, amazing author. Mm-hmm. He talks about the purple cow. So in a field full of black and white cows, be the purple cow. And it's even, it was even in writing this book. How do I make this book stand out from the rest? So a few a few reasons. Um, if you purchase the book through me, you pay what you think it's worth. As opposed to Amazon and all that, you pay the fixed price because I can't touch the algorithm. But you pay what you think it's worth, honestly. Um, the other thing too. I like that. 10% of all book sales are going back to a program to reduce the stigma behind mental health. As, as a male, as a, a figure in the male community, especially mental health, like I have more, I have had, like I actually have more women mentors than men because they have allowed me to be vulnerable. The thing is, it took me years to actually open up about my story, about all the, the dark days, because my first thought is, 
what are the guys going to think about me? There's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so ashamed now. What I've learnt, I've got men twice my size and older than me opening up to me because they heard my story. I'm able to be the catalyst to make them not feel alone, to reduce that inner volcano, or reduce that Category 5 hurricane to a gentle breeze because now there's that that reassurance that they're not by themselves in something like this because that's what we do. We bottle things up to the point where, like, this this bottle of water weighs about, I'm going to have to use Imperial here, weighs about a pound. If I were to hold on to this for 24 hours, it's going to feel like 100 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Profoundly, it's still one pound. And we do that with the thoughts in our mind. It's like as if, it, it's funny, the, the the thoughts in our mind, whether they're yelling or they're whispering, they're the same volume. And it's like as if the whispers turn into yells. And you need, the first step is to actually just be vulnerable. O- open up because you don't know who you can impact with your own story. And then the matter is building up resilience so you don't go through any, like so you can handle your shit. So... The point of like what the book is primarily about is is a concept of of coined practical resilience, and I'll see if I've got the if I've got the one sec. I don't have it with me. Um, it's this it's like a framework where it's the the framework is designed to get someone out of a crisis, and it's essentially embracing adversity. It's about the mindset it put you through and how grateful you are as a person to go through all that. And here's the caveat, you want to go through adversity again. Because it is inevitable, um, you think of all the greats in life, they've gone th- they, well, their, their careers are pretty much built from a trajectory of pain. And it's just embracing that. At the end of the day, you want to... I'm trying to build up warriors here because it, it is one of the biggest issues in the world. So it's it's not like some of these things I've discovered through endurance. Like I've learned leadership, I've learned um, empathy, to a whole to a whole new level through endurance I've learnt. And just the amazing people along the way that have wanted to help me. And it's not just me, it's my entire support team that's been behind this. Yes, has been even writing this book. So writing this book and even dealing with the publisher and everything else, I was like the book title is so fitting because everything is not going to plan. <laughs> um <laughs> is I did not sign up for this. I didn't realise how much I didn't realise how complicated it seemed. Like, getting the pay-what-you-think happening took me, like, almost two months to figure out. Because I, I, I said I was going to do it because I'd already written it in the book and I couldn't change the manuscript. I was like, I, I can't back out now. And I've been telling everyone, right. but I managed to make it work, right? That's the thing. You, when plan A doesn't work, you've got a whole alphabet, but sometimes we don't have the resources to go to plan G. So you've got to, like, be creative and go on sheer, like, sheer creativity to get you out. So it, this book is, as well as that, there's, there's like an even entire chapter where the vernacular changes because of you can tell I've I've had a psychologist help me with this part. It talks about like why we do certain things, why, um, why we react, like the psychology behind it, but to a new level, to the point where I, I spoke about um autonomy before, and when I was talking to my friend who's a psychologist, I said to her, Jody, how come when I was doing these ladder crossings in the Everest region, so like these open cracks, and they're caused by avalanches. They're they're one of the biggest killers of climbers. Once you fall in, it's hard to get out. Now, they had these ladder crossings, and if you fall in, you're kind of screwed. And when I, when I was crossing them, I thought, hell yeah, dude, I've got this, bro. That's what I'm telling in my mind. Like, I'm getting goosebumps saying this, because I've put myself through enough stressful shit 
on purpose. So when I come across actual adversity, it's just another day. Mm. And now I don't look at adversity like a chore. I look at it like something I have to look forward to, not to sound like a masochistic Zen Buddhist, but it's it's inevitable. So if I put what I'm doing is I'm rewiring my neural pathways so that autonomy is with fear, so it's my best friend, so I can just deal with it. That's why how many people would actually accept a 3 a.m. podcast or how many people, like straight off this, I've got like a big training, big training session and it's whenever there's a marathon, sign up for the biggest one. So whenever I come across a life-threatening situation, I can handle it. It's kind of like Navy SEAL training. Um, I'd love to do the Navy SEAL training just so I, not, not to say I'm a Navy SEAL, just I know it seems like torture, but those guys are the most resilient people out there. Because they can right. they can handle it, and the point like the core actual as well with the book, it comes down to evolutionary psychology. So it doesn't you don't have to be the best looking, the fastest, the strongest, any whatever the best attribute is. All you need to know is how to adapt and bounce back after every fall. So that's what it is essentially about. Yeah, I, I love the Boom, fact. Boom, 20, 20, 26 years old, folks. Um, yeah, and you know just some, dropping some bombs. Man. I, I, you you. You know, built from traje uh, trajectory of adversity, and and just understanding that, and and getting a, a sense around it. So, you know, I think people fear things they don't know, and when you get to know it, it's easier to get through. And I think that that's one of the things that we can do with failure is, you know, understand it's it's part of success. And and if I was to say if if you know, and I often coach people through this as well. If 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 failure is your success, can you just agree that that's going to happen? And and once you agree. Um, now you're focused on the right things and you realize through that is that you need to learn something for those you know, moments in time when it feels like failure and it feels like adversity and all those things because there's reasons that is that is happening and when you and you, and when you focus on that and you realize that that's the case it just it makes it easier to barrel through and just like you said I love what you said it's just another day I mean it's inevitable so if it's inevitable it's going to happen. Don't run away from it and just barrel through and, and you'll get stronger and stronger as you go. So, and, and that's the conundrum of life, right? We want to grow, but yeah. to grow, we have to go through pain and we avoid pain like the plague. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, I mean, you wanted yeah. to say something. I apologize. Yeah. But no, I, that's yeah. totally cool. Just to piggyback on, on that, everybody wants to go to heaven and nobody wants to die, right? So we all have that, <laughs> that little astigmatism <laughs> that we have to navigate. But you, you talk sure. about adversity as a blessing in disguise, and I think that's probably one of the biggest attributes anybody can have, and I can totally relate to what you're talking about. Uh, yep. Because I've, you know, with, with my open heart surgeries, and I've had several of those, I've been hit with paddles, you know, a number of times. I died for 26 minutes. And the tools what? that I got from those things are far bigger than anything I learned in a classroom. Sure. They're the things 100%. that made me who I am. And, I, and, and you don't have to have adversity to really realize that because we all go through that kind of crap. We all go through some sure. really amazing things in our life. And if we can take them, send them down to what makes us who we are, then... Those are blessings in disguise because we all have adversity, but nobody told us it was okay to use that. Nobody told us it was okay to be transparent and talk about that when in reality that's the biggest value we can give to somebody is the shit that we went through. This is how we oh, did yeah. it, and you're, you're an epitome of that. You are a poster child for that, and I just want to say I honor you for that because you are living life right, my friend, and, and I'm excited Thank you, that, mate. that you're, you're just starting out too. And and, and I just want to make a point and, 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 you know, again, and I think it's important, you know, when you're sharing and you're going through things, it's very important to find a safe place to do that.
Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to get on Facebook. (laughs) That's not a safe place to do that. (laughs) Uh, But you can talk about some of those things later. But to get through it, you need to find a place, a a safe place to do that and and allow that. And often having people around you, coaches, mentors, um, or just really good people that are in your life that you can share this so that... um, like you said, you get it out, right? You get it out of you, and then you know how to deal with it. You know how to deal with the beast and, and, and things that are going on. Um, we don't have a lot of time, and this no. show goes hu- so fast. Goes really I mean, fast. I, first of all, I want to make a point. Tofi is not is definitely coming back on. We want to check in on all the adventures you're going to have later on in the year. Um, Thank you, but guys. Definitely, we have we have some more things we obviously want to uh, reach out and, and discuss. Uh, but Alan, let's bring them through. Um, you know, our 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 wrap up soon. We got a few minutes, but I, I definitely want to. Um, you know, have uh, have have another thought provoking moment because my mind is going crazy. Yeah, we got. We, <laughs> I, I wish we had another hour. Um, right. I, I, yeah, I gotta know. I gotta know, Tofi. What's what's in the next five months for you mentally? Yep. From where you are right now, you're on a growth journey. We all know that. We all see that. That's very apparent in in your history. And I know you're gonna be doing a lot of things. Where do you see yep. yourself growing right now from where you're going to be in, in, in five months? What's that journey do you think is going to look like? Oh, I can see it kind of kind of catapulting, especially with, like, the launch of my book. Um, like, I'm not, if I, I'm not in it to win the accolades. Honestly, it's the impact I can bring with it. If I can get an, right. if I get an accolade, that. that's a bonus. So be it. Like, that's why I didn't want to restrict the buyer to put whatever price they want on it. Um, right. So I can see the book doing well because my heart and soul went into this bloody thing um, <laughs> and the purpose behind it. I'm doing a lot of keynote speaking. Someone I'm so grateful. So the funny thing is, in school, I hated reading. Oh, sorry, I hated writing. I hated running and public speaking. They're the three things I do. <laughs> <laughs> now you do all three. No, I do all three, yeah. So I'm so grateful to be on speaker bureaus, to it. be as a prof- to be a professional speaker. It's it's quite a blessing. Oh, that's awesome. And For it sure. took I took myself out of the equation, and that's what kind of got me through. I thought, who can I impact? When I'm there, I just got to get one person. That's all I got to get. Don't focus on everyone. I look at adversity, like keynote speaking, like surfing. Just ride that wave. As in, you got to control that. that. It's like yeah. you, you're not going to get the same audience. You're not going to get the same waves. And when it hits, just ride that energy. That that's what I'm looking at it. So I can see myself a lot of speaking. I also have a 214 miler across Scotland ultra marathon. So um, I'm training for that. That that's not until um, mid-August. So that's not exactly five months. It's a little bit after that. But the training leading up to something like that—that's going to be my biggest race to date. That one is going to be. I want to dedicate that one to like so many people that that for the people that don't let other people dictate the reality. Because I have there are so many people that have their opinions, and they just. They, they don't go through with stuff because they're listening to other people as opposed to listening right. to their intrinsic self. Yeah. Um, I've, then you have the people that that do go through with it and the people that don't. So it's for, it's kind of for both, especially for the kids that told you can't do this. You know, I was never even a runner to begin with. So hopefully that's a little bit inspiring for the youth. But then you have the older generation where they've, they didn't want to pull through with something. Then maybe they didn't want to do the podcast or write a book. I have a friend actually; he's an engineer, and he's always wanted to write a children's book. And it's take he's even 
like in the nine years I've known him, it's been five years and he hasn't even kind of started really. And he's always wanted to do it. And I said, do it. Just do it. What are, this race is also for you, man, to tell everyone to go F themselves. Um, because you should do, you should be doing this for you right now. Um, right. or at least, right. or at least for your little kids because they're still kids and they want to read children's book right now. So this 214 <laughs> miler, I'm so grateful. Like as a diplomat by heart, this is the weirdest, this is such a weird way to represent Australia because there's only two of us because <laughs> it's my friend and I doing this, um, out of the 200 people. But so that's where I can see the trajectory of the next five months. A lot of speaking, um, the book and I've already got book two in the works as well. Um, and just with the year, like with the collaborations I've got involved with the charity stuff I'm doing as well and the endurance stuff, it's going to be jam-packed. I love it. Well, good on you. And wow, uh, just uh, inspiring. And and uh, certainly, uh, you know, from, uh, from my perspective looking in and, you know, it was just such a joy to have you on. And I, I love these types of shows that are just surprising but you know at the same time not because i knew that you know life just shows up and 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 we connected and and it was yep. awesome so thanks so much for coming on the show alan always a pleasure and yeah Bye-bye. listen to the audience uh you know <laughs> featured on c-suite radio uh you know we've we're we're, we're taking a larger impact uh, of course you can find us on google play stitcher iTunes, Potomatic, and uh, Facebook Live, our new show uh, called The Ventures. Tofi, maybe we'll come on and, and talk about The Ventures and do some live stuff with you this year. That'd be great. Um, I would love to. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Though. No, we won't do we it at promise. 3 a.m. We'll, we'll catch you at We'll do it at 2. We'll do it at 2. We'll, we'll, we'll break, break the two. barrier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, you, you've been a blast. and, and, and uh, Thank again, you, guys. Thank you so much. For sure, and and it, listen, go go rally behind Tofi and his and his yeah. causes and the things that he's helping a lot of other people with. Um, and and that brings me to the point of the show. And I, I we never leave a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.